630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. Drop pass, Dreisler to McDavid down the middle. Wrist shot, score! Hunter McDavid, just like that. Smith, three clubbing right hands. Right hands coming. Big right-handed shot from Mike Smith. This is the battle of Alberta. Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Brought to you by Cam LLP Injury Lawyers. Representing injured people in Edmonton and across Alberta since 1962. On the voice of your Edmonton Oilers and Eskimos, 630 Chad. Evening edition, Wednesday night evening, night evening, evening, it is evening, it is night. I'm Dave Campbell, I'm not Reed Wilkins. Great start. Kind of mirroring the Oilers start yesterday, maybe. (laughs) We'll explain why I'm here and Reed isn't a little bit later on. Have no fear, Reed is back in the saddle tomorrow when we have Oilers hockey starting at 3.30 for the face-off show. 5 o'clock is the drop of the puck from Amelie Arena with the Oilers taking on the Tampa Bay Lightning. First of three games on the road. Then the Oilers head to Florida for a Saturday afternoon game and then a Sunday afternoon game in Carolina against the Hurricanes. So uh, three tough opponents. Panthers playing well right now. Hurricanes are always tough at home. They can score. Tampa Bay Lightning, even though they're having some injury issues with Nikita Kucherov, uh, they're a very dangerous team. So we'll uh, be joined by Reed in a moment. And uh, it has a lot to do with hot wings. We'll explain in a moment. Like I said, we'll explain soon. Okay, everything's fine. We'll get Reed's thoughts on the Oilers. And uh, let's start here as well. Uh, Jay Bomeister yesterday. Of course, we know about Jay Bomeister in Edmonton. Uh, you know, played his minor hockey here. He's uh, someone that uh, you know we 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 know and love very much. Uh, won a Stanley Cup last year with the Blues, first time in his career. Suffered a cardiac episode in the game against the Anaheim Ducks last night in Anaheim. Today, the general manager of the St. Louis Blues, Doug Armstrong, uh, he uh, talked about what happened and gave a lot of credit to the staff at the Honda Center for their quick response. Here is what he said. At 12-10 of the first period, Jay suffered a cardiac episode on our player's bench. Jay became unresponsive and the medical personnel used a defibrillator to revive him. Jay regained consciousness immediately and was transported directly to the UCI Irving Medical Center. Jay Bowmeister is doing very well at the UCI Irvine Medical Center in Anaheim. Jay is currently undergoing a battery of tests to determine the how and why of what happened last night but things are looking very positive okay so that is very very good news and in fact about 30 minutes after the incident happened uh jay bomeister was responsive and talking and saying that he's you know feeling better now the game against the ducks and the blues was uh, postponed they'll replay that at a later date the game in vegas tomorrow against the golden knights is a go so joe jay bomeister is uh, doing much better. So that is very good news. On the scoreboard tonight in the National Hockey League, we have three games going on. There are two games that affect the Oilers later in the sta- later in the evening uh, in the standings. So Calgary and L.A. play tonight in Los Angeles. That game doesn't start until 8 o'clock. So the Calgary Flames right now, they have 
So we pull it down here. They have 64 points. They're two points back of the Oilers for second place. So the Oilers are in second place right now in the Pacific Division, 66 points. One point behind the Vancouver Canucks, who are in action tonight against the Chicago Blackhawks, the team that the Oilers beat last night by a score of 4-3. to three. Also, they're honoring Daniel Henrik Sedin tonight. They are retiring their, their numbers, number 22 and number 33. So the Oilers, they don't have to really worry about the standings until 8 o'clock tonight, or I guess 10 o'clock tonight, Eastern time. They'll probably be in bed maybe. Some of them will. Some of them won't. Some of them will be watching the games. There you go. The time of year where you're looking at the scoreboard all the time. Boston Bruins with a one nothing lead over the Montreal Canadiens. That's the only game going on right now in the National Hockey League. The Canadians receiving some very bad news today about their captain Shea Weber as uh, he is out four to six weeks with a sprained left ankle. That injury happened in a game in New Jersey on February 4th. Weber, 13 goals, 21 assists in 55 games. So a uh, big blow for the uh, Montreal Canadiens. They're trying to uh, scratch and claw for a playoff spot. Toronto Raptors, they are going for their 16th straight victory. Quite the run and not going well so far. Early in the second quarter, the Brooklyn Nets up 30-19 to over the Toronto Raptors. Last night, the Oilers with a big, big win over the Chicago Blackhawks. Oilers all over Chicago here. Clapham to try some shot, save, made. rebound, score. Finally, Yamamoto pours it into the back of the net, and we are tied at two. Kyler Yamamoto, power play goal, his sixth in 15 games with Edmonton. We are tied at two. Kubelik lifted his stick. Nugent Hopkins kept it a lot. Good shift for Edmonton. Try some Nugent Hopkins shot. Save Leonard. Rebound. Score. Yamamoto digging away at the right pad. And he tucks home his second of the night. It's the equalizer. Three all. Yamamoto seventh. Left on the Chicago penalty. Mike Smith fires a dart to Nugent Hopkins. In over the line, left wing. Feeds down low. Backhander drives on. Save made. Rebound. Score. Another power play goal. This one for Ryan Nugent Hopkins. His 15th. And the Oilers back into the lead. 4-3. to three. Ten seconds to go. Edmonton 4, Chicago 3. To break it cross ice. Broken up by Dreisaitl. Dennis Hefty shoots and scores. This game is over. Leon Dreisaitl caps a four-point night with an empty netter. And Edmonton won't be denied without its captain tonight. 5-3 is going to be your final. Yes, indeed. 5-3. I said 4-3. 5-3. Leon Dreisaitl capping a four-point night with an empty net goal. So Kyler Yamamoto with two goals. Ryan Nugent Hopkins scores his 15th goal of the season. Uh, 21 points in his last 15 games. Dave Tippett, head coach, liked the way his team competed. You know, missing Connor is a big piece out of our lineup, but I thought guys would really step up and compete hard, and we did. We got on our heels a little bit, didn't make enough plays in the third, but Schmidt was really good, and, and we competed no matter what. Like, we competed hard. We made a few mistakes, but I liked the way we competed. And Mike Smith, 8-0-2 now in his last 10 games. What impressed me is that when it was 4-3, and that was a score, like, midway through the second period, and it stayed that way till that empty net goal. So it was a wild game up to that point. The Oilers held the fort. They did what they needed to do. 
uh, without their captain, Connor McDavid, who's out for probably anywhere from the next 7 to 11 games uh, with uh, with that quad injury. So the Oilers weather the storm. It's going to get tougher. I mean, you always have that kind of that uptick of enthusiasm when your captain goes down or your best player goes down and is out of the lineup. And you always have that injection of enthusiasm. But when they face adversity, we'll see what happens because you can't look down the bench and see 97 there. They still have Leon Dreisaitl. And he's going to carry the mail, and I don't have any worry about that. So can Ryan Nugent Hopkins? I say you point, you look him straight in the eye and go, man, you got to drive your line. You got to do it. And Kyler Yamamoto has played extremely well. We'll be joined by Reed Wilkins in a moment. Find out, uh, well, why I'm here, and where is Reed tonight? That's next on Inside Sports. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by Cam LLP Injury Lawyers. Representing injured people in Edmonton and across Alberta since 1962. It's appropriate when we bring in this next, I call him a guest, even though he's the host of this very show, Reed Wilkins, the host of Inside Sports, the host of Edmonton Oilers Hockey here on 6.30, Chad. He's on special assignment tonight as Reed joins us. Hey, Reed. Yeah, special, Dave. It's a good word. <laughs> I am going to be emceeing the Hot AF Wing Challenge at Hudson's on White Ave. So uh, it's tonight. It's about 7 to 10, and people can sign up, and there are, there are rules and stuff. I'll, I'll let the people who do it. Uh, you know, find out what those are all about. Right. <laughs> but basically, you have to eat 10 of these hot AF wings in two minutes or less. And I tried a wing on Monday morning on 6.30 Shed Mornings with Chelsea and Shea. They are monumentally hot. <laughs> like, they are dangerously hot. To the fact that, and I, I don't have a problem with spicy food. As you know, Dave, I, I like trying food. You know, I got some allergy concerns, but I'm not I'm not necessarily shy about trying food. I like experiencing new stuff. Uh, so it's not like I'm not open to that, but I had one bite of the wing and that was it. And I knew <laughs> I knew as soon as it was in my mouth and I chewed it just a little bit, oh yeah, this is incredibly hot. And I thought to myself, this that's it. One bite is enough. I have experienced it. It's hot, it's uh, it's uncomfortable. I'm not going to ruin my entire day by trying to eat one wing. So now, I, obviously, there are some people who have a higher tolerance to heat and who might be good speed eaters where they could just, you know, digest so many of these in uh, in just a couple of minutes. So I, I'm curious to see how many people are going to try it. I'm certainly curious to see how many, if any, people are going to do it because you do get free wings from Hudson's for a year if you complete this challenge, which I, I would be totally impressed if someone could do that. Because I will tell you this, from one bite of the wing, right? I was, I had tingling in my mouth for two hours. I, like yikes. in terms of, in terms of, you know, feeling the, the, the heat tingle on my, my lips and my tongue. So having 10 of those, I mean, just, just imagine what it would be like. So that's what I'm doing. I'm going to be at the Hudson's White Ave, 7 to 10, uh, certainly. Now, if you come by, you don't have to do the wing challenge. You can just come have their wings or have a beverage or a 
say hi or talk Oilers or Eskimos, that's all fine too. But that's uh, the, the this wing challenge uh, that I'm hosting is tonight. So that's the deal. Okay, sounds good. Sounds good. You know, you might have employed a strategy. Uh, I don't know if it'll work. I don't think it'll work. But you talked about speed. That if perhaps if you eat these wings as fast as you can before the before the heat actually grabs hold of you and just overwhelms you, then maybe have a shot. But I got a feeling that's going to be a, be a stretch. And I must give Chelsea Bird a big-time big time credit because I believe she ate two after uh, – we did a Facebook Live after the, uh, after the 6.30 Chad uh, Mornings edition on Monday, um, and, uh, and she ate two. So kudos to Chelsea Bird. She's, she, is, uh, she is an amazing warrior. So there you go. Uh, <laughs> and you know who else is red hot right now? Uh, how about Leon Dreisaitl, Kyler Yamamoto, and, um, and Ryan Nugent Hopkins? Uh, very instrumental in a 4-3 win over the Chicago Blackhawks. First game without Connor McDavid is out two to three weeks with uh, – with a quad injury um, and Reed, we know that players have to step up for Connor McDavid. It's going to have to be a collective group. And why not, why not it be these three that continue their fine play? Well, they've been incredible. And I love what Leon dry let said last night about Yamamoto. He said that he is contagious, which is, which is a really cool thing to call a teammate. And, but, but, but I, I, I love that, uh, that imagery that, you know, Yamamoto's out there as a younger player, not with a lot of experience, who is sort of inspirational to his line mates. Right. And, and he gives Nugent Hopkins the dry settle, the feeling that, well, we're not going to quit on a play because Yamamoto's not going to quit on a play. And if we just stay in position or keep after the puck, maybe we're going to get it because Yamamoto's not going to give up on it. And that's really been Yamamoto's biggest strength is his tenacity. He uses his stick well to keep plays alive. He's good with body position. You see him, and obviously he's a small player, but you you don't watch Yamamoto and think, oh, he's a small player. I mean, there's nothing about his game that um, indicates he's being pushed around or can't hold his own or anything like that. And, and I mean, it's been a total reawakening for Nugent Hopkins, who we've all known for a long time has been a really good player and for the last couple of years has often been the player who unfortunately has been isolated with far weaker line mates than Dreisaitl McDavid had. And now he's producing it well over a point a game the last 14 games or so, and he's totally revitalized. And then Dreisaitl, I, I mean, look, Dave, Leon Dreisaitl very well might win the Hart Trophy. And, mm. you know, I, I know there's still some people that knock his game. And, Nobody's perfect, and, and, and yes, there are nights we've seen Leon get frustrated or, or maybe try to do sometimes a little too much when the game isn't going the Oilers' way. Right. But look at all the games that the Oilers have won because, you know, in large part because of Dreisaitl's performance. He's, he's very good five-on-five. Five. He's an outstanding power play player. You know, he hops in and kills penalties. Shane took a couple penalties last night, so Leon had to step in. He wins draws. I mean, he he is the Oilers' MVP this season, and, yeah. and that's not a knock on McDavid, who has still been outstanding. But if you look at the course of the whole year, uh, Drysaitel's been been the MVP. I mean, he's one of the best players in the league. Like I said, he's got a very good chance to win the Hart Trophy. We'll see how the rest of the year goes. Um, but that that was a pretty good all round game for the Oilers overall. Now you know the Hawks are a bit of a mistake prone team. They didn't play. Uh, a very clean game, but the Oilers made them play, and certainly this road trip uh, is is going to be tough. And we'll see how they they do here with a you know 
good opponents and three games in a relatively short period of time. But I mean, dry, you're at the point with Drysaddle where you, you don't just say, "Oh, well, if, if you know we got Connor, so we got a chance." I think you should be saying, "Well, we got Leon, so we got a chance," mm-hmm. even if Connor's not playing. I mean, he, he's just having an outstanding season. Reed Wilkins joins us, the host of this very program. 6.30, Chad Inside Sports, also the host of our Oilers Hockey Broadcast. Oilers in action tomorrow, Tampa Bay Lightning. 3.30 for the face-off show. 5 o'clock will be the drop of the puck, start of a three-game Eastern road trip for the Oilers. Uh, one roster note, we can touch on this quickly. Tyler Benson on his way up because of uh, James Neal being uh, placed on injured reserve, retroactive to January 30th, Reed. Well, another shot for Benson. I don't know if he'll jump in and play tomorrow given the uh... – the the time frame and the travel of his call up, but another chance for him to get some more experience and 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 see what he can do in the lineup. I mean, he played less than uh, 15 minutes total in the uh, the two games he played before, so you didn't get a huge indication of what he can do. But the the orders are. I mean, you always need depth, and Yamamoto's been a good call up who's helped with scoring depth. I think Benson can eventually be a top six type of player who can win puck battles, protect pucks, keep plays alive, be a sharp passer. I don't think Benson would score as many goals as Yamamoto. I think he'd be more of a, a playmaker type. But, the, the, it's, it, I mean, the Oilers are going to need everybody to contribute somehow this weekend. I mean, these are tough games. I, I already mentioned that they're in a relatively short period of time. Tampa Bay's been – Tampa Bay didn't start the season well, but for about the last six or seven weeks, they've been every bit as good as they were all of last year. So they're right there. Florida has an identical record to the Oilers at this point, led by offensive sensation Mark Pesic lately. It's quite a story for the former Oil King and the yep. kid from Sherwood Park. And then, you know, Carolina has oh, has that solid kind of pesky team, and and they've they've been an opponent that the Oilers haven't done great against in the last few years. So I mean, they're going to need Benson to contribute. They'll need the depth guys, you know, like Gagne, like Haas, like Chase on to find a way to make an impact as well. And uh, finally, uh, last night we were all rocked by uh, the news that St. Louis Blues defenseman and, and, and Edmontonian by the name of Jay Bomeister, who we know very, very well here, uh, suffered a cardiac episode in a game in Anaheim against the Ducks. Uh, the good news is he's doing very well. Uh, he's still in hospital in Anaheim. But when the news leaked out, Reed, what was, uh, I guess, your reaction and kind of the reaction in the, in the, in the building and especially in the press area where you, where you uh, situate yourself during games? Yeah, well, I, I kind of heard about it when I was getting ready to do an intermission, and then I, I saw some video online, and that's really scary when you just see a player who a- appears to be normal one second just lose his bearings on the bench and, and go down, and then... Uh, you know, Rob and I, when we had a break, put the sound up on the TV and, and heard what Darren Pang was reporting because he was right there ringside and was, was in the vicinity as Bo Meester was taken to the ambulance. It, it, it's, it's just so scary. It, it must be so shocking for the players on both teams to see that, that just all of a sudden the player, you know, that's that, it, it's always tough for players in a game to see a, uh, a colleague get injured, but when it's of that nature too, where it's just like, oh my god, like that's that's pretty uncommon. So I'm glad that, you know, he, I, I know there still has to be some tests and stuff, and he's in, he's in the hospital, but at least that he's, um, he, you know, it's it's not worst case scenario, I, I, I guess. And so I just hope Jay's okay. His health trumps anything 
hockey-related for the time being. No question. Uh, Reed. I will handle things here while you handle the uh, hot AF wing challenge at Hudson's on White Avenue. Uh, all the best. I know you'll probably see a lot of runny noses and tears and uh, uh, <laughs> a lot of carnage tonight. And thankfully, you don't have to eat a wing. You can just watch everyone else suffer tonight. So Okay. Thanks, Dave. Appreciate it. <laughs> Reed Wilkins. Uh, down to Hudson's tonight on White for the Hot AF Challenge. Not partaking in any wings at all. He will watch people suffer. There you go. Yes, the Oilers won 5-3 last night. Said 4-3. 5-3. It's another dollar to the uh, oops jar. When we come back, our weekly visit with Kelly Rudy from the NHL on Rogers. Hi, this is Zach Cassian from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chet. Dave Campbell up for Reed Wilkins tonight. NHL scoreboard, one game going on right now. And it is in Boston. The Bruins up 1-0 on the Montreal Canadiens. Power play goal for the Bruins. Just going to get the goal scorer here for you. And the goal scorer is David Pasternak with his 39th goal of the season. The Canadians trying to stay in the hunt for a wild card spot or a playoff spot in the Eastern Conference, but they're eight points back and they lose their captain, Shea Weber, with a uh, sprained ankle for the next four to six weeks. So the games that uh, affect the Oilers in the standings are happening later on this evening in Vancouver. The Canucks at home to the Chicago Blackhawks. The Canucks are a point up on the Oilers for first place in the Pacific Division. The Hawks, they have 58 points. They are now six back of the Arizona Coyotes. And more importantly, they have the Winnipeg Jets, Minnesota Wild, and Nashville Predators in front of them. And the more teams you have in front of you, the more challenging it is to make the playoffs. And we have saw that with the Oilers last season, even though they you know, kind of threatened a little bit. They really... Um, had a hard time staying relevant in the race. Calgary Flames, they are in Los Angeles to play the Kings. The Flames are in third spot in the Pacific Division. Well, technically, they are tied with the Vegas Golden Knights in points with 64 points, but the Flames have a game in hand, so they technically get third place right, right now or sit in third place right now. 64 points. They are two back of the Edmonton Oilers for a second in the Pacific. Oil Kings, who clinched a playoff spot, uh, yesterday, they didn't even play. That's how good they are. Clinch playoff spot, not even play. There you go. Uh, they're not in action until Friday. They're at home to the Regina Pats, and then they'll be home to the Medicine Hat Tigers on Saturday. NBA tonight, the Raptors looking for their 16th win in a row. They are in Brooklyn to play the Nets, and right now they're up or they're down at halftime by a score of 52 to 40. Oilers win 5-3 last night over the Chicago Blackhawks. Zach Cassian, who you heard uh, bring us back from the commercial break, said, hey, everyone's got to step up with McDavid out. Yeah, it's huge. We talked about it before the game. Um, everyone has to pick it up a little bit. Obviously, we have to tighten it up defensively. We've tried to do that with him in the lineup, but especially when you lose a weapon like him, everyone has to chip in. Everyone has to raise their game. I thought we did that tonight. As we do every week on this show, let's bring in analyst for the NHL on Rogers, also color analyst 
for the Calgary Flames on Sportsnet, we bring in Kelly Rudy. Kelly, nice to uh, have you back on the show. How you doing? I'm fantastic, Dave. I'm here in Southern California. There's a uh, Flames-Kings game tonight, and then tomorrow the Flames are visiting Anaheim, so it's going to be a busy week for me. And the uh, playoff uh, race is uh, heating up, obviously, in the Western Conference and even in the Eastern Conference. Uh, you mentioned Anaheim, and let, let's start here first. Uh, Jay Bomeister is very well known in the city of Edmonton. Uh, you're from here. Um, uh-huh. Jay Bomeister played his minor hockey here. We followed him for a long, long time. Um, has suffered a cardiac episode against the, in a game against the Ducks in Anaheim. Uh, the good news today, according to uh, St. Louis Blues GM Doug Armstrong, is he's doing much better. But, man, you see things like this, and, you know, you just you just get so frightened. When And we've seen this before. Um, oh, yeah. And th- this is nothing that you ever, ever want to witness. No, you don't, and uh, that's why I think uh, the first responders deserve so much credit because how quickly they were able to assess uh, Jay and get him uh, on the road to recovery, and and uh, and you know it's just phenomenal the the work they do, and that's the same when Rich Peverly had his incident, Gary Fisher had one. I was actually in junior when one of my teammates he didn't have a heart. Uh, incident but he had a grand mal seizure in the dressing room this is back in 1990 or 81 and uh it's shocking and it, it throws you i mean uh, back then uh we weren't uh, we weren't given any sort of counseling and in fact we went out and played uh, the second and third periods um and so i mean it, it still is with me vividly to this day and so i think it's really important and i know they will get help so that's the good news. I mean, it is just uh, shocking to watch. Uh, last night, Rick Ball and I, my broadcast partner, we were having dinner, and we're following uh, the sports stories and news and so on, and then he goes, oh, my gosh, did you see this? And he, he uh, told me about the incident with uh, Jay, and, uh, you know, it just uh, – it's great when you hear – what about half an hour later that he's alert and he's talking and and uh, that um, you know things are looking upward. But boy, it is shocking and it's uh, Jeff Ward talked about it today. He had uh, two incidences with his heart and uh, he had uh, they found a cure for him and since that point he's not had any more. But he goes, uh, in fact, it's actually more common than you, than you would think. And uh, so you have to look out for the signs if you have any. Yeah, no question about it. And like you say, just uh, uh, big time kudos to the first responders and the medical people for uh, mm-hmm. getting to uh, Jay's uh, side uh, so quickly. And, and it's good news that he is uh, doing much, much better today. So, uh, yeah. And then yeah. What, what matters most, you know, the on ice career is one thing, but the, what matters is, is that he can live a quality day to day life. And uh, that's what we hope he'll get back to. That's right. And we don't know, we can't speculate on his future because for Rich Peverly and Yuri Fisher, that uh, brought an end to their NHL careers. And so I'm not a doctor. I'm not guessing. I'm not going down that road. I'm just saying you're exactly right. Uh, a healthy life is much more important than a career in the National Hockey League. You betcha. Kelly Rudy joining us on the uh, from the NHL and Rogers here on 630 Jet Inside Sports. Oilers with a big win last night. Every win right now is big. But another one over the Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, in a game, obviously, when early in the day you hear that your captain, Connor McDavid, is out for two to three weeks with the quad injury. Um, I'm sure that puts uh, a lot of people on notice and, and put, puts people to uh, or gets people to stand at attention. What impressed me is uh, first, you know, I was talking to Reed about this earlier today or earlier in the hour about 
you know, you need people to step up, and here come Leon Dreisaitl with a four-point night, Kyler Yamamoto scores two goals, and you have Ryan Nugent Hopkins scoring the winner, who has now 21 points in his last 15 games. If you need people to step up, why not be the, those three that, that step up? No question about it, and that's what I was thinking about uh, uh, before this interview, about who stepped up, and you mentioned the three, but the guy that, uh, well, they all stand out for different reasons, but uh, Ryan Nugent Hopkins, the run he's on right now, he had a slow start uh, points-wise to the season, but uh, here's a guy that's so experienced, and uh, he recognizes a time where he's really got to be at his best, and he's just having a heck of a uh, season now, and the importance of sticking with a guy like that. And I've said for so long, uh, I really admire his game. Uh, such a good, strong two-way player, low maintenance. You know, you need more of those sorts of people in the dressing room. So, uh, very uh, impressive victory, and uh, Drysaitel never ceases to amaze me. And Yamamoto, the way in which he plays hard, he's he's got. Yamamoto has a little bit of Brendan Gallagher in him to me. Like, he doesn't give up on pucks. He's really skilled, goes, knows where to go to the front of the net, and uh, he can convert. I've, I've really been impressed with his game. The first time I saw him was training camp a year ago, and I thought, hmm, this kid's pretty interesting. I don't know uh, what level he's going to get to, but clearly the, he had all the qualities to be a good NHLer, and now with a little bit more time, he's proven that that's the case, and Dreisaitl just is uh, ridiculous, uh, just incredible to watch every single night. And Mike Smith, we seem to bring him up every week when we talk to you since <laughs> since the new year, I think. Uh, he's 8-0-2 yep. in his last 10 starts, and that's just another area that's going to have to remain strong is the goaltending uh, for this stretch when McDavid's out and, and even beyond here. But uh, Mike Smith, man, he has really turned his season around. Yeah, it's funny, right? Because I said on Hockey Night in December, and I didn't mean to slag him, but I said uh, Ron asked me uh, quickly uh, – thoughts on Mike Smith this year and I said something like well he's, he's starting to fade and uh, I didn't mean it in a disrespectful or dismissive way but it happens to everybody and he's at the age where it usually happens and somehow he is able to mentally get through this just with the how, how he battles I mean it's not the prettiest game I've ever seen anymore but uh, he, he gets in there and he battles every single night and he's uh, impressive because uh, he's for a younger goalie out there, and you're wondering, how can I ever get to the National Hockey League? If you watch the way he battles, there's one step for you right there because it doesn't come as naturally as some other guys. There's many other goalies in the league that are uh, more graceful to watch, but uh, nonetheless, you get the job done because he cares so much about playing well. Kelly Rudy joins us from the NHL and Rogers here on 630 Chet Inside Sports. Now, obviously, Oiler fans are going to be nervous about this stretch without Connor McDavid, uh, who could be out for another, I don't know, 7 to 11 games if you kind of forecast two to three weeks from yeah. now. Um, do you think that this will put any extra pressure on Ken Holland to make a deal if things go south? Oh, wow. There's a loaded question. I kind of, yeah, right. I kind of do because I, I do think that the Oilers, uh, the way they're built, and because of their two stars, and uh, I think that if if you expect that David's going to be out longer than, say, two weeks or something, then I think they may have to add something because uh, I like the Oilers team. And, uh, you know, if you get in the playoffs, everybody's talked about this for years now, you can do some damage. And so 
I would hate uh, for them to fall out of a playoff race simply because they didn't add something if they knew all along that McDavid was going to be longer than they were hoping. So, you know, by the way, I'm not surprised McDavid is out. So on Saturday night, uh, after the game, Elliot reported that to McDavid, I think they said something like a, a bruise to the upper knee or something. And I said something along the lines of, oh boy, like, that's worrisome because oftentimes uh, you go to bed at night, it's bothersome, but you wake up in the morning and all of a sudden you're like, hmm, this is not good. And and so I was concerned about that, and uh, lo and behold, that's what happened. So whenever I hear of something like that after watching that incident, uh, I was I was really worried for him. You know, I, I know when when I had you on a couple of weeks ago when I was filling in for Reed during the uh, bye week and the All Star break, uh, we talked about the bye week and and the benefits or the drawbacks. And I remember you said it's kind of fifty fifty. There's some good parts yeah. to it and some bad parts. Now we're seeing a lot of injuries since then, or a fair share of injuries. You know, McDavid goes down, Giordano, Mark Giordano goes down, Nikita Kucherov is hurt, Shea Weber is uh, out four to six weeks with an injury. Uh, we've seen a, a few others around the league. Can you point to a lull like the the, or have you know you have you know seven to ten days off, um, and it's good for the body, but is it hard to ramp it up again and and play at a high level, especially at this time of year, um, even though these these athletes. Are are just so finely tuned but uh, do you kind of buy into that theory that I saw earlier today that the the bye week could be factoring into these uh, into these injuries you know Dave for certain players I think it would be a factor and for me it would be the older the player and, and uh, the strain that their body's uh, already been put through but I'm with you they you know these guys are machines and you put them uh, you play every second night, and that's what the body gets used to, and they're great at it. But when you have that sort of significant break, and I'm not suggesting they didn't do anything because they all would have. They all would have trained in their own way. But but there was a little vacation time in there. And I think to a certain degree the body sort of um, gets out of that rhythm that it needs. And so I wouldn't be surprised if for some of the players anyways, that break had something to do with an injury. Well, uh, the breaks are over. It's uh, well into uh, the uh, postseason sprint or the sprint to the postseason. Trade deadline's coming up in uh, in about 10 days. And, uh, well, we'll see what happens. We'll see what the Oilers look like you next week when, when we have you back on the show with Reed here. So <laughs> okay. thanks for your time. Enjoy the game tonight, uh, Flames and Kings in Los Angeles. You got it. Thanks, Dave. Kelly Rudy from the NHL on Rogers, our weekly visit with Kelly here on 630 Chet Inside Sports. Flames... Uh, they are two points back of the Oilers for second in the Pacific Division with 64 points. The uh, Canucks on the night where they honor Daniel and Henrik Sedin are at home to the Chicago Blackhawks, who the Oilers beat 5-3 last night. I want to say it's 5-3 because that's what the score was. As I keep saying 4-3, Kellen. Keep saying 4-3. Bad. Yeah. Yeah. So the Canucks, they're in first place in the Pacific, one point up on the uh, Oilers as they host the uh, Blackhawks. Uh, you're talking mm. about uh, the hot wings. Yes, we were. I was not around Monday morning because mm-hmm. I had uh, an appointment. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I I kind of followed it, all the, uh, the wing challenge with... Chelsea and Shay. Yeah, that was a phenomenal video. That's up on our Facebook page at 630 Chad on Facebook. If anybody has, hasn't has seen it, go see it. It's probably in your feed somewhere. Just go yeah. check it out. Yeah, kudos but. to Chelsea for 
She down it, two wings. Two. That's incredible. And she struggled. She yeah. struggled, but yeah. she did it. So good on you, girl. Yeah. And uh, where Reed and Morley, they and I don't blame them. They took one bite and said, "I'm done." So, yeah. And I, I don't know if I could even do it myself. How many did you down? I downed one. Um, <laughs> I took the I took the bullet on Monday night with the uh, with the overnight crew here uh, just before I left, and uh, I warmed one up and tried one and uh it was dave there's no other way to put it it was a two bottle of chocolate milk <laughs> wing because i ran downstairs and I, I, i'm not afraid to admit it i legit spent six bucks in our vending machine trying to get two bottles of chocolate milk and First, just well, downed it like stone cold steve austin man just <laughs> Chug and go. Give me another chocolate milk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ching. Well, uh, good on you for having the wherewithal to uh, to plug the machine with the right amount of money. Yeah. <laughs> while your mouth is, you know, in flames. The security video from it, if somebody has it, would be <laughs> just gold for any viral website like YouTube or yeah. even if they still do the America's Funniest Home Videos. I'm not sure if they still do or not. They probably do. You know, I should ask Jesse Bruce here. Who, uh, <laughs> exactly. Who's, uh, you know, handles the operation. Go check it out if, because uh, that, if she can pull that off, you see an extremely large man doing a funny little Irish jig almost <laughs> to the fending machine. And what's it? Uh, the aftertaste from those wings, though, a good hour after yeah, reset that wing, two. I should say. Reset too. So I mean, mm-hmm. I have a. I cannot do it. There's no way I can do it. I mean, I, I like spicy stuff too, but it's yeah. it's you know. Morley it's, tweeted that that morning that he could smell the heat. Yes, and you can. I, and I was curious to see how well he'd do because he likes hot food. And when we're on the road, he actually, you know, he'll order a, a, a order of, you know, spicy wings or hot wings. And I, I even then I can't handle one. Like, I just I just can't do it. So uh, it shows you how hot these wings are if my man Morley cannot, uh, Who, cannot down one. Whoever wins this thing tonight... <laughs> Is they're going to accomplish something, man? Because that is, uh, it's it, it's a superhuman effort. We're going to find out something about somebody here in this city tonight that they are virtually Superman. Oh, that's crazy. That is crazy. Wow. Unreal. Unreal. Mm-hmm. I should say this portion of the show, uh, ironically, is brought to you by the uh, Furnace Family. Experience the Furnace Family difference. Talk about hot. Yeah. Your furnace replacement specialist with over five hundred five star. Google reviews. You can call 784-FAMILY, 7804-FAMILY, or visit FurnaceFamily.com. You can text into the show at 780-496-0063. You got it. Yeah. I didn't say the old number. The night is young still, though. Yay. So if you want to call or text, you can do that. 780-496-0063. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Edmonton Sports Leader, 630 Chad. Vic on the text line at 780-496-0063, which is the call and text line, by the way, uh, on the uh, the hot, super hot wings, the hot AF wings. Don't do it. You'll suffer for days. Mm. Amen. 
Yeah. But do go down and watch people do it. Yeah. If That'd you, be fun. Yeah. If fun thing to do on a Wednesday night. Want to see suffering on a Wednesday night? Head down to uh, Hudson's on White. Read. It's Wing Wednesday down there, too, and they've got some great flavors of wings. Like, I believe there's a honey garlic wing that I really love that Hudson's puts on. It's amazing. So Yeah, I heard the honey garlic wings are... Uh, and they brought some, I guess, on uh, Monday morning, too. Those so. were delicious. I wish I didn't miss those. Yeah. Uh, John texts in and says, Dave, Leon Drysaddle's on the verge of literally run- running away with the Art Ross. And most people outside of Edmonton think of him as the guy who gets all the easy points that McDavid works for. What will it take for him to get recognition? John, good question. It's not just people outside of Edmonton. It's people within Edmonton, too. I don't know. And he's probably, as Reed said, likely Hart Trophy winner. Definitely a candidate. I have no idea. Uh, Reed brought up the uh, praise Drysaddle had for Kyler Yamamoto. Who had two goals last night. Here's what Drysaddle said. He's contagious a little bit, you know. He's so, so feisty and he, um, he's so quick on pucks and he steals so many, so many pucks from, um, uh, from players and he creates turnovers. So it's kind of contagious for a group, I think. And yeah, he's done a great job. Um, you know, he's really helped our team out and um, yeah, you know, uh, it's very fun to play with him. Right now. Five three win last night. Orders over the Hawks. They play the Tampa Bay Lightning tomorrow. Three thirty faceoff show. Five o'clock is the puck drop Oilers and Lightning from Amelie Arena in Tampa, Florida. News is next. When we come back, second hour of Inside Sports, we'll explore how the Eskimos did or what they did in free agency. First day of free agency in the CFL. You'll hear from Brock Sunderland. You'll hear from a couple of new players as well. We'll talk uh, some curling as well in the second hour. Scotty's Tournament of Hearts is coming up in Moose Jaw on Friday. Dave Campbell and Fareed Wilkins, Wednesday evening edition of Inside Sports. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad.